Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Evolving the Treatment Landscape in Head and Neck Squamous Cell Carcinoma, Promoting Apoptosis with Emerging Antagonists of Inhibitors of Apoptosis Proteins. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an independent educational grant from the healthcare business of Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. I'm Jonathan Schoenfeld, Associate Professor of Radiation Oncology at Harvard Medical School and the Senior Physician and Attending Radiation Oncologist at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. We'll be talking about evolving the treatment landscape in squamous cell head and neck cancer, promoting apoptosis with emerging antagonists of inhibitors of apoptosis proteins, or IAPs. Let's start by discussing the rationale for the use of IAP antagonists in the treatment of head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. Inhibitor of apoptosis proteins, or IAPs, are key regulators of apoptosis and have also been linked to other hallmarks of cancer, including sustained proliferation, invasion and metastasis, angiogenesis, evasion of anti-tumor immunity, and tumor-promoting metabolic alterations. High levels of IAPs have been identified in multiple tumor types. These IAPs include specific proteins such as Survivin, X-linked IAP or XIAP, and cellular inhibitor of apoptosis protein 1 and 2, CIAP 1 and 2, all of which have been shown to correlate with poor patient prognosis in multiple tumor types. As such, IAPs are thought to be involved in the development and maintenance of cancer, primarily as the tumor cell's last line of defense against cell death. More broadly, alterations in the apoptotic pathway are common across multiple types of cancer. In head and neck cancer specifically, pro-apoptotic caspases are among the most commonly mutated genes, and patients with tumors that harbored mutations in caspase 8 have been found to have worse outcomes among HPV-negative oral cavity patients. IAP antagonists inhibit IAPs such as XIAP and CIAP1 and 2, and therefore help potentiate both the intrinsic and extrinsic apoptotic pathways that lead to cell death. These pathways are critical to radiation and chemotherapy-induced cell death. IAP inhibitors also potentiate a non-canonical NF-kappa B pathway, which helps further drive apoptosis and leads to the release of TNF-alpha and other factors that contribute to cell death and that can also activate the immune system. Preclinical data have shown that IAP antagonists can potentiate radiation and chemotherapy across multiple different cell lines. Some of these data apply to head and neck cell lines, such as SLADU xenograft model, where only the combination of radiation and IAP inhibition, shown in yellow, permanently prevented this tumor from regrowing after treatment. Next, let's discuss the clinical efficacy data for IAP antagonists in the treatment of head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. In this session, let's discuss the efficacy data associated with IAP antagonists in head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. There are multiple ongoing and completed clinical trials testing four IAP inhibitors, zavinapant, varinapant, telinapant, and LCL-161. These range from phase one to phase three trials across multiple different tumor types. Furthest along in development is the IAP inhibitor, zavinapant. 
In a phase two randomized study that compared zavinapan administered alongside definitive chemoradiation to chemoradiation combined with placebo for patients with locally advanced squamous cell head and neck cancer, zavinapan achieved the predefined primary endpoint and improved local regional control at 18 months from 33 to 54% with an odds ratio of 2.69. In head and neck cancer, local control is critical. And so the local control benefit observed in this trial translated into improvement in progression-free survival. Three-year progression-free survival was doubled from 36 to 72% in this study. Progression-free survival benefit, in turn, translated into an overall survival benefit with a hazard ratio of 0.47. Thus, the risk of death was more than halved with zavinapan as compared to placebo when administered with chemoradiation. At five years, overall survival was improved from 28 to 58.3% among patients in this study treated with zavinapan. In the next session, we'll discuss the safety profiles associated with IAP antagonists. In this session, let's discuss the safety profiles associated with IAP antagonists. Phase 1 studies have tested IAP inhibitors zavinapan, erinapan, telinapan, and LCL-161 across a variety of tumor types. Toxicities have tended to be manageable and have included fatigue, nausea, vomiting, and laboratory abnormalities. Although the most common treatment-related adverse events may differ across the different agents, they tend to be mild, and this class of drugs tend to be well-tolerated overall, and the specific treatment-related adverse events may be a function of the specific patient population included in the various trials. In the randomized phase two trial of zavinapan combined with chemoradiation for head and neck squamous cell carcinoma, toxicities in the zavinapan arm were compared to toxicities in the placebo arm. Rates of serious treatment-related events were overall similar across both arms, as were late toxicities. Importantly, grade four events were limited and similar in both arms, and there were no grade five events in the treatment arm. Again, and also importantly, there was no impairment in the ability to treat the full doses of radiation and cisplatin chemotherapy as a standard of care in head and neck squamous cell carcinoma patients. There were evidence of increases in toxicities typically seen with both radiation and cisplatin chemotherapy, consistent with a radiosensitization and chemosensitization effect, which fits well with Savinopan's mechanism of action. These include predominantly lower-grade mucositis and associated dysphagia and radiation dermatitis, all as examples of radiosensitization. There were also increases in the rate of nausea, tinnitus, anemia, and renal impairment as examples of chemosensitization for the combination of zabinopan and cisplatin administered concurrently with radiation. In the next session, let's discuss the patients that might benefit from treatment with IAP antagonists when they become available. In this session, let's look at which patients might benefit from treatment with IAP antagonists when they become available.
eligibility criteria for the randomized phase three trialings trial testing the IAP inhibitors of Inopan with chemoradiation include previously untreated locally advanced squamous cell head and neck cancer suitable for definitive chemoradiation in patients with HPV-negative oropharynx cancers, hypopharynx cancers, or larynx cancers who have good ECOG performance status, a valuable tumor burden, and adequate hematologic, renal, and hepatic function. Key exclusion criteria for this randomized phase three study include tumors of unknown primary site or other head and neck subsites, patients who have received prior definitive or adjuvant radiation or radical surgery to the head and neck region, and patients with squamous cell head and neck cancer with metastatic disease. There is also an ongoing phase three randomized trial testing zabinapant compared to placebo combined with radiation in the post-operative setting. Key inclusion criteria for this X-ray vision study include resected locally advanced head and neck squamous cell carcinoma patients ineligible to receive definitive chemoradiation therapy because they are not eligible for cisplatin chemotherapy. These patients have primary tumors in the oral cavity, oropharynx, hypopharynx, or larynx. They have ECOG performance status of zero to one, no residual disease after surgery, and a high risk of relapse as defined by pathological risk factors after surgery. Again, they need to have adequate hematologic, renal, and hepatic function. Key exclusion criteria include other head and neck sites or unknown primary sites primary treatment or prior treatment with chemoradiation or radiation to the head and neck region, incomplete surgery, or the presence of distant metastatic disease. There are some other factors relevant to patient selection for IAP inhibitors. IAP inhibitors are often orally administered drugs. This can be more convenient for patients compared to IV administered drugs but patient adherence can be an issue. Additionally, patients with head and neck cancer can have significant dysphagia from tumor and from head and neck cancer treatments and may have difficulty tolerating orally administered drugs. Zavinapant, for example, is a liquid formulation that can also be administered through a feeding tube for patients that can't tolerate oral administration, which is relevant for the head and neck population. Finally, there are currently no biomarkers that can help identify who might benefit the most from IAP inhibitors, and future investigations into this area are needed. In the next session, let's discuss the future for IAP antagonists and the treatment of head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. For our last session, let's discuss the future for IAP antagonists and the treatment of head and neck squamous cell carcinoma. Head and neck cancers today include an increasing number of patients with HPV-associated squamous cell cancer of the oropharynx. Many of these patients have low-risk, favorable disease and do well after standard treatment. However, many patients have head and neck cancers that are not HPV-mediated, and these are high-risk cancers. Standard treatment for these patients is typically either definitive chemoradiation with concurrent cisplatin for eligible patients or surgery followed by radiation or chemoradiation based on pathologic risk factors and patients' factors and ability to tolerate treatment. However, unfortunately, many of these patients recur within the first few years after treatment with standard therapy, adding immunotherapy with chemotherapy and radiation, unfortunately haven't improved outcomes. 
Thus, there is a significant unmet need to improve care for patients with high-risk, locally advanced squamous cell head neck cancer and improve disease-specific outcomes. The phase two randomized study testing zabinapan in addition to chemoradiation for squamous cell head neck cancer patients included these locally advanced high-risk patients and demonstrated benefits in disease control, progression-free survival, and ultimately overall survival. This study included patients with some of the highest risk tumors, patients with a history of significant tobacco and alcohol use or current tobacco and alcohol use, and tumors that were not HPV-associated and that were large and of advanced stage. These are the patients with poor outcomes after standard therapy. The Phase 3 Trilinks trial is attempting to establish a benefit for the IAP inhibitors of Inipan among this group of patients. Similarly, squamous cell head and neck cancer patients that undergo surgery and have high-risk pathologic features such as positive margins or involvement of lymph nodes in extranodal extension have high risk of recurrence. And the ability of zavinapan to improve outcomes for these patients is being tested in the X-ray vision study to see whether IAP inhibitors can also be given in the post-operative setting. To summarize, IAP inhibitors, also known as SMAC memetics, act through multiple pathways to amplify cell death caused by various stimuli such as radiation therapy and chemotherapy. Experimental data suggests IAP inhibitors cause more tumor cell death in combination with radiation and chemotherapy than radiation or chemotherapy alone. Randomized phase 2 data indicates that the IAP inhibitors of Inipan combined with chemoradiation may improve survival and local regional control in patients with locally advanced squamous cell carcinoma of the head and neck and is well tolerated. Finally, in the future, given the mechanism of action and promising initial data, IAP inhibitors may be beneficial in other settings where radiation is used to improve outcomes for cancer patients. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.